Hello and welcome to another episode of the Small Town Tourist Podcast, where we experience and explore everything that makes small towns great. Today we're talking with entrepreneur Connor Doles from St. Cloud, originally from Phoenix, well, kind of originally from Litchfield. We get into that, but he's living in St. Cloud now. He runs a photography business and he also helps out his parents at a popular restaurant that they own that you've probably heard of if you're from the area, Dolce's Lunchbox in downtown St. Cloud. We have a lot to get into with Connor, so I'm going to keep this short, but please enjoy our time hanging out with Connor. Then we all agree that this little town has got its ups and it's got its downs, but growing up somewhere else around wouldn't be this place. Yeah, that's my hometown. Always start out with give your name, what you do, and where you're from. Ooh, okay, that's a tough one already. I'm kidding, it's not. I'm 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 Connor Doles. I'm a photographer slash entrepreneur. And what was the other question? Where are you from? Where am I from? Um, originally Phoenix, but I was born in Minnesota. And I guess now St. Cloud. So Originally Phoenix? Yeah, we grew up out there. Okay. How long were you in Phoenix? Back and forth, 13 years, I think. Holy cow. Yeah, so I was born in Litchfield. Okay. And then mom and dad sold the business. They moved out to Arizona. And then we grew up there. And then came back, went to Ricori for two years. Moved back, and then my senior year, we opened up the restaurant. So I've okay. been back and forth. And then at college, I decided to go up north, and then I went to Phoenix, and now I'm back here. So Where'd you go to college? Itasca Community College. Okay. Yeah, really small, to, like very small up in Grand Rapids. So how was the adjustment growing up in Phoenix, and then all of a sudden you're back in Minnesota, and it's three feet of snow all winter long? It's weird because like for me, the adjustment is like, I don't, we never like grew up doing winter things. And so that adjustment to, like, have to come back and, like, fill time in the winter and, like, you have no clue what you're doing. We didn't grow up fishing, hunting. Like, that was not us. We were just, like, city kids. So it's definitely an adjustment even still and being, like, I don't know what to do with my time. I don't know, like, if I want to be here anymore. Like, this is just, like, it's such a different world up here. If mm-hmm. it, I don't know, compared to what I was used to growing up. So I always said, though, in the winter time here, you don't realistically do anything unless you ice fish or, like, whatever you do in the winter but that's kind of how it is in the summer and like you just don't do anything it's so hot that you're like uh eh, not doing anything right so, when it's 107 outside yeah, and so the like ground's the, burning everything up exactly so that lifestyle is like kind of the same where like half the year you just like don't do anything so it wasn't completely different i guess at least in the summer in Arizona, you have the luxury of escaping to a pool. So you can do something outside. That's a good point. That's outside. a good point. You could go to Flagstaff too or Sedona. Like right. definitely cool down. But yeah, it just it's it's always been a state that I love. I've just never had much to do besides golf in the summertime. You know, like, so I love it here, but realistically only in the summer. <laughs> so I need, I need help in the winter. So if you have any ideas for me, what to do, just not fishing. I can feed you a bunch of ideas, but it's very hypocritical because I'm also an inside kid when it comes to the winter. Mm. Like I love fall cause I'm an avid hunter. I only like fishing when it's in the summer and I can be on a boat. Like yeah. I don't want to go drill a hole in the ice to catch a fish yeah, yeah, or yeah. sit there and maybe catch a fish. Yes. So once it comes to winter, I'm very much an inside kid. Well, so isn't I feel that, that. Why th- what this podcast is about too, though? Uh, but maybe I should just travel like more. Yeah, just get out more. Just like visit these small towns that you go to. Yeah, honestly, maybe, small town bar hop. Maybe that's what I'm going to do this winter or like coming up next year and summer. I'm just going to like follow your podcast and just like wherever you go, I'm going to go. 
it's going to be kind of a loop of the same places sometimes. Yeah, I do shoot. like my rut. Once I find a rut, I get into it. But so, Okay, so the rut as the same bar over and over again. Well, bars, we'll call oh, it bars. plural. Okay, okay, I'll give you that one. Okay, so you do more than just go visit bars though. Yeah, Okay. I always find something. So this past weekend, I was at a bachelorette party in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. And before I went out there, I like checked Google Maps. I'm like, where can I stop on the way out? Well, then we got snowed in. We got 14 inches of snow overnight at this bachelorette wow. party. And we're at this cabin that's run on a generator. Four girls just oh. doing our best. That's a tough one. <laughs> I wanted to stop on the ride home because there were all these cool little like antique malls that were open on Sundays. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to take pictures. This is going to be a content gold mine. No, no, no. It was white knuckle driving Didn't for four hours. I'm like, Damn, that's too bad. I know. I was really disappointed. It's, but... it's always tough when like you have... Because this is how I am with business too, or like creating content. You like hype it up in your head and you're just like, yo, it's going to be so amazing. I'm going to take so many photos. Like when I go travel, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I got to have my camera on me 24-7. It's like camera's always on me. And then I just never take photos. I'm like, I, why do I even bring this then? Or things just happen like that and you're like, okay, yeah. well, this didn't turn out exactly. Could have been a lot would. better. Could have been. <laughs> this happens to me all the time for content. I'm like, I swear I'm going to book a photo shoot there. And then it just never happens. But. I found that if you purposely tell yourself, I am stopping here and I'm taking XYZ picture, I'm doing XYZ yes. thing. If you can physically like write it in a planner, buy the tickets ahead of time, then it happens. Yes. But if you just go and be like, I'm going to do this. Exactly. Bleh. How are you with like content? creating because i know like you have your two instagrams technically your mm-hmm. personal and your podcast one yeah are you pretty good at like making content and stopping for that or is it like a struggle for you to be like oh shoot i completely like i got home and i should have made that or i now i'm thinking about it i definitely have those moments yeah but i've actually trained everyone in my life to be very good about noticing what's content. Mm. So like my husband knows what I should be looking for. My mom will text me like, you should do this. <laughs> you should go see this. We should go do this. That's solid. So it's all about training You're the people training around you. Them. You know what? That's so funny because I, um, my mother, we were out to eat the other night and uh, I told her, I was like, look, just pause. Just take a second. You need to click this photo for me. I was like, I'm, I just need you to take the photo. And it's like, now that you say that, I guess I was training her already. So I'm slowly starting to train her mm-hmm. that because we're together like 24 seven now at this point, me, my mom and dad. So I'm like, maybe I should just turn them into my content pieces. I yeah. Think. Use them. I do it all the time. I should use them. Yeah. Use them. My dad loves making TikToks now. This is the same man who hardly knows how to use his iPhone eight, but I'll pull in the driveway sometimes and he'll be like, we got to make this TikTok. What? Yeah. Okay. Once maybe. you get your parents into the groove and they're having fun with it. My mother loves like Instagram. Oh, she loves perfect. it. So maybe I need to like get her on. Maybe she'd feel special too if I like got her into creating her own content too. Mm-hmm. That's all spin it. I'll be like, mom, you should, you take a photo of me. I'll take a photo of you. Yeah. Make her the star of the show. Everyone wants she's to be always, the main character. She's always the star though. It's time for me to be get some, <laughs> like, it's just ridiculous, you know? Those two always get all the the attraction, and it's just like me left out in left field. Abby, what is survive. that? What is I don't that? No, everybody loves parents on the internet. That's, That's the problem. That's a good point. Dang it! Maybe I should just use them. Yeah. To blow up. Mm-hmm. I like this idea. Use them to your advantage. I like where your head's at. Like they raised you, they did a great job, but now it's time for you to reap the rewards of that. That's 
That makes sense in we'll someone's talk, mind. We'll not talk. Mine, we'll talk off podcast, okay. and we'll. Uh, I'll figure out. We'll, maybe I'll write down some plans of how I can use my parents better. Parental control, but not the shitty MTV show. Yes. Okay. 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 <laughs> Boom. I love this idea. So, with you being with your parents, let's actually talk about that. So, you guys run Dulcie's Lunchbox in we downtown do. St. Cloud. We do. Yeah, we're going on year ten right now. I haven't been involved as much in the last like. I should say early on, like the first years I was going going to school, grad, or got through high school and then college, and then I moved out to Phoenix, and then five years ago I came back, and uh, that was to really open up my own business and my photography, and it just kind of so happened that I started helping out the restaurant more and more and more, and now it feels like I don't leave either. Even though my dad works harder, way harder than I do, he's still there like probably a, a good 30 hours more than I am, but it's like I'm around. I enjoy that world. I enjoy helping out, but it's not quite my lifestyle, I should say. You got to want to run a restaurant. For sure. Like you don't just say, oh, I think I'm, I think I might be a restaurateur. No, exactly. You got to have that passion in you, you. You see so many people that I think try to like open restaurants and like they're like half hearted into it. Mm -hmm. Like where I look at my mom and dad, it's like, that was their only option. Like they had to survive. My dad could be in there at five in the morning and be at gone at five in the afternoon and he'll still say he loves it every single day. So that's like what it takes to be there and to build a successful business. So yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get to that point of like love, but we'll see. I don't know. You never know. You never know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll grow everything else and then be able to like slide in and take it. It be like a passion point. project. Yeah, then it would go downhill. <laughs> because I'd, I'd passionately be like, I don't want to go today. That's what, it would, that's what it would turn into. So I don't know. You just got to pull like a Bobby Flay and just find really good people that you trust to run the place for you. You are good with this wisdom. I watch a lot of Food Network. Do you? Oh, yeah. I'm yes. addicted. <laughs> big guy big guy fan, huh? Oh, Guy Fieri. Mm. Mm. Man has my heart. I was at his tailgate at the Super Bowl in Phoenix. Oh, and my gosh. He walked right by me. Like, the first thing I thought was, like, he's actually really short. And he's, like, my height. And I was, like, that was a weird first thought. But then my second thought was, like, this is wild. Because my mom and dad grew up, like, religiously watching, like, diners, drive-ins, mm -hmm. and dives. And so he's, like, walking by me. And I was, like, this is just the craziest it was like the weirdest thing ever. So that was a little random side fact for you. Oh, not even random. Like that hit home. Really? I love Guy Fieri. Yeah, it was so awesome. That's so cool. We had, um, and then he brought out like Diplo was playing and then Low Cash. <laughs> it's the most who. Guy Fieri lineup. I just it need was, like Kid Rock next. And yeah, it just completes was, the circle. It was, it was so wild. I was like, what is going on around here? I was like Diplo and Low Cash on the same stage with Guy Fieri like in a wing eating contest it was very <laughs> odd but i enjoyed it i mean it, it sounds so perfect it was perfect from a restaurant person you know it's like fun to watch those like see those guys because you see them they're like your idols mm -hmm. you know realistically and it's like oh they're actually like kind of human too yeah so it's pretty wild but yeah it's so weird seeing like some of your idols up close like yeah. I, i've never really been around like a lot of famous people Believe it or not, can you believe that in St. Cloud? I know. I, they come through here so often. So often, <laughs> I know. So, so yeah, it's like it's just definitely weird to like not see like people, and then you see them, and you're just like, whoa, this is way different than what I thought this would be like. Light bulb moment here. So yeah, St. Cloud, we don't get a lot of famous people coming through, but now we're kind of getting that with the Ledge Amphitheater. Dulcies should pair with the Ledge and offer some sort of catering meal plan, invite them to come to your guys' restaurant and make like a wall of fame. This is so funny because I've had like, what I've 
the one thing that makes me upset the most about like the St. Cloud draw is like we have so much potential here. And I've said this mm-hmm. on other podcasts and just like I, I love St. Cloud is like the potential that it has for artists and everybody to like come in here. And I've always said like this now that I have the studio, you guys come up here. We take photos. Mm-hmm. You go right down to the restaurant because we're right next door. You go to the restaurant, you eat, you do your thing, and then you go to your show. And But, you like, before you come up, you just, like, do this whole Dolsey's, Connor Dole's, like, circuit. Yeah. And then you can go to your show. Well, and, like, how awesome would it be? Like, Garth does this big press conference. Yeah. Like, you have the space here where local outlets could come and do, like, a quick little press gauntlet. Yeah. Oh, I like this. Light bulb moments. Put they I've... happen every day. My Lord. I think I'm just going to hire you to come on for, like, support <laughs> for these businesses and just, like... But you got to promise me all the bad like business ideas. You have to shut me down. Okay. I don't have a lot of good influence where it's like, hey, that's a bad idea. Most people are just like, yeah, do it. Yeah. See, that's how my brain works too. I'm just or like, oh, let's just do that. Maybe my mom just says that because she's just like, just get out of my, like, leave me alone kind of thing. I'm now thinking about that. <laughs> she's probably doing that. Oh, here comes the imposter syndrome. Oh my God. <laughs> she's like, Connor, leave me alone. Just, yeah, do your, do whatever you want. So now oh, these are. But is it a bad idea if it's working? That's the big question. That's a good point. Some, some of these ideas that I have are kind of wild and out there, but sometimes they work why, out though. That's why I'm bringing you on. To just like, you're not even going to do anything realistically in the business. You're just going to be like, hey, brainstorm different ideas. Idea generator. That's it. That's I, all I need. I can do that. I got time for that. Do got, you I have, got like an extra 20 minutes a day. That's what, That's all <laughs> I need. I'll let you have part of this office too that we're in. Like you can have <laughs> can that I corner. just work from home instead? <laughs> well, the, yeah, you could do that. Well, but seriously, that is something you guys should be like thinking about is working with the venues. I like that idea. I mean, look at the lineup at the ledge this year. We got so many sure. big names coming through that you guys could be capitalizing off of. I like that idea. Plus, they'd be getting a great meal. They'd be getting a cool space to hang out before the show. Yeah. I've interviewed a lot of artists. And if you hit them on the end of their run, yeah. they're so sick of being on that bus. Yeah. They're so sick of just stopping at gas stations. It's true. They want a different change of scenery. Yes. And you guys and have that to offer. Who, who wouldn't want to come downtown? Right. I like this whole idea. Something I'm, to I'm ponder. A, no, I'm going to get to work on that. <laughs> oh, I've always said it because I've always thought like... Because Minneapolis, I would imagine, is because everybody stops Minneapolis and then goes to like Fargo. Is that normally where like the next show would be? Yeah, they're either coming from Fargo or they're coming from Sioux Falls and heading to Milwaukee or reverse route. And do they cut through St. Cloud? Uh, A lot of times they stop in Minneapolis, but now in the summer, a lot of them are going to be stopping in St. Cloud, I think, with the ledge. We're on to something here. There's potential. No, there's plenty of potential. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you just do my podcast from here on out. And then I'll interview everybody and then just like cut the podcast to you and send it off to you. Honestly, that's what I'm doing right now for other people. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) This is so genius. My tax lady is going to hate me. Every year I call her and I say, so I accidentally started another business. (laughs) And every year she goes, what do you mean accidentally? This can't just keep happening. Well, no, you can keep doing it. It's no big deal. It's a nightmare for her. It's just keep doing it. Now that we've completely sidetracked and started a new business, I want to hear about your photography business. Well, that's... There's not much there. I beg to differ. No, I've seen your work. You make some insane art with photography. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's um, you know, I was fortunate to find it early on in my life where you know something that I love to do, and so I always tell people I'm very fortunate to have found that passion quick. Some days you have moments of just like wanting to go back to a hobby photographer, and you know, not having to run business like that but it's been so awesome and now having the studio and the wedding business and my own personal it's been 
pretty damn awesome the last kind of year to year and a half. How early did you kind of realize like, oh, I, I want to make a career out of this? I knew the moment I picked up a camera, I was like, I could like really make a run at this just doing something long story short the reason I started was I was living in Phoenix with my best friend and he went off to play college hockey like club hockey okay well he was like always at home and then once he started playing he was like always gone so it's just me at the house I was like this is just like ridiculous I have nothing to do Mm -hmm. and so I was like how can I come up with a way to like go hang out with him and the boys you know and go like be around and I was like I'll just get a camera. I was like, I'll just start like shooting content for the hockey team. And then that led into getting a full-time job with the university, Grand Canyon University. And so that led into like shooting video all 24 seven. And then the, the program funding got cut. Oh no. So then pops was like, Hey, why don't you just like maybe come back here? And I was like, that's a really good idea. I'll take everything that I've learned and just like bring it back to like small town, St. Cloud and just like start growing from there. Mm-hmm. And then from there, just kind of like took off but realistically the I don't think I really thought I could like make a business out of it until like my third year in I was like okay people are willing to pay for my service I was like this kind of odd I was like I never really thought of it that way it was always like shooting for free and like doing whatever I wanted to do with it to see in like 2017 18 when people started really wanting to pay me for my own work. I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing in the world. So yeah. it was pretty awesome. It is something where you kind of do have to cut your teeth for a few years and for really sure. establish yourself and learn how to use a camera. Exactly. If you don't have, like, there's no learn how to use this camera school. No. I'm sure you can get some sort of degree in like graphic YouTube, design. And, yeah. For sure. But there's nothing that like really walks you through, like unless you buy a bunch of courses, which is always a great option for a lot of photographers. But yeah, you're kind of like, once you start it, you're kind of like thrown out to the wolves and being like, okay, well now you should just try to figure it out on your own. And mm-hmm. so for me, I've, I've always taken like a different approach to it of like a slow, a slow business approach to everything. I don't like to overhype myself when it comes to my photos because I know there's so much learning that I, ha- I have to do personally. And so I've just taken it slow. I'm learning as I go. And even still, it's like still fighting every day to be like, okay, you got to work on this new skill. You got to try to get that. Even if it's still doing free work, like I still do free work. You know, that's just like part of it is to keep growing the, that side of the business. So yeah, it's um, it's a very tough business to get into, I would say. I feel like in recent years, it's gotten, is more saturated. For sure. The word I want to use here. For sure. There was one point where every white girl with a camera said, <laughs> I can do this too. That was, <laughs> that's one thing that I struggle with most is, is the market in this town is like, there are so many of us that are like, there's so many great photographers, mm-hmm. amazing photographers in this area. I don't know what it is, but I've, I keep saying this is like, this town just breeds a talent that like, I don't know where it comes from, but like this town has talent and it's like undiscovered at this point. So for me, I always took like a different approach and and any new photographer that I'm talking to and and I have a little networking group and it's like, we all have to like take our own little path to a different side of the business. If we all keep shooting weddings and like keep doing that, we're just like not going to really get anywhere. Especially from a business standpoint, if you want to stand out, you need to start like specifically looking at different businesses and saying, how can I make the money in this field? It may not be what I love right away, but like start making that money off like a different clientele that you never thought of or start brainstorming and then go after that. And so that's kind of what I'm doing now is like focusing more on corporate. I love weddings, but it's one of those things that's like, you just try to find where the money's at right away. And yeah. you're like, okay, I'm going to attach to that 
And now that's what's going to be my driving force for the business. Well, and no one thinks like when they're putting together a corporate event, we should hire a photographer, but you definitely should because at the end of it, you're going, who took pictures? Of course. So, and that's kind of where I'm at now in my career is like just trying to separate myself from that side of my photography and not just be like the wedding photographer. Like I, I want to expand out and say, okay, this guy takes great corporate headshots too. And bring St. Cloud up to the 21st century of like their own marketing and like content. So that's kind of my route right now is to go after the bigger corporations. So we'll see how that goes. It's really smart, I think. I'll let you know in a couple of months. <laughs> I'll let you know. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, I, I think there's there's a, a huge opportunity if, if somebody was to get into the field and, and take a different approach to it and go after different clientele, restaurants to um, you, marketing companies that don't have their own on-staff photographer. Just so many different avenues that I'm trying to not be in that such a saturated field, mm-hmm. you know, if that makes sense. Like, And plus opening the studio now too. It was kind of like... I have the studio that's like my own little niche community that I'm building yeah. here as well. So It gives you the space to do things that you want to do and have had the idea for a while. Mm-hmm. But also you could be sitting here and go, oh, I want to do that. And I have the space readily available. Exactly. I don't, don't have to go hunt it down, nope. rent it at a time that's probably inconvenient. <laughs> exactly. Well, and to be honest, there within the last two last year, We've had, I think we've had three studios open in St. Cloud in the Seriously? last year. And up to that point, we have had nothing. And so that was kind of my main idea with, with starting the studio was every time I would have a photo shoot, I would, I would be in the hole for probably like three, $400 just starting out because I had to go to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Like I had to go down there. And so you're like, okay, now I got to try to get a client who's already paying me a good chunk of their change because they work hard for it. Now I got to convince them to like pay part of the studio or all of the studio yeah. just for me to make any money. And it's like, and you got to drive an hour and a half to get down there. For sure. And so that was like, my vision was I wanted to make this a spot a very, budget friendly i mean we, you rent the studio for 35 dollars an hour which is nothing that's 35 dollars 35 hour. an hour you so can hardly do anything for that exactly that's like two chipotle runs yeah honestly so and, and if you door dash it that's one chipotle that's run. Exa- that, yeah ridiculous <laughs> at this point but so that's how i look at it is like i i love i want other photographers to be able to use a space like how i would use it and would want it if i was a young photographer or just a baby photographer or maternity whatever it is like I want people to have a space to come into and enjoy it just like I would have, you know, when I was 17, 18, 19. So that's why I keep it very budget friendly and I'm not here to like make the big bucks with it. Like that was never the intention. It was just give people a space to come and they don't need to go to Minneapolis and they can still do all of their work up here. That's huge, especially with us being surrounded by so many rural communities. That's how I look at it is like there's so many surrounding areas of and talent and people to come in and be able to use the space that if from like say Long Prairie or Alexandria, like if you don't have a studio in that town, you have to go to Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And that's That's even further. 2 hours away for most people. Yeah. In depending on where you're at, I have a photographer that comes down from Parker's I think it's Parker's Prairie. Oh my God, so you're driving from Parker's? Parker's Prairie, because it's the closest studio. I suppose, yeah. South of them. And so it's like, I already know that, okay, now they got gas, they have everything else, they're expensed out, and now they have to go find a studio for $125 an hour. Mm -hmm. And if you're coming down, you're not just going to use it for one hour. All of a sudden you go from having to book a studio for $250 to $60 or $70. Which is huge. Yes. Especially if you're just getting started. Exactly. 
So that was that was my main goal. That, my, that was the main passion for me. And now I can sit in my office and be like, you know what? I think I want to do a photo shoot tomorrow on my day off. Like maybe I'll just do something, and I have the space right here to do it. So it's been I've been pretty fortunate to have the space. It's been pretty awesome. So. It's like Rob Deerdick's fantasy factory without the foam pit. <laughs> this is so funny because I was just talking to all the boy, like all of my buddies about it. I was like, yo, I, this is exactly how I want it to be. Like just a spot where everybody can come, like come hang out, and we have this like mini putt. I noticed like, your putter. Ball. my putter ball right here and it's just like come up hang out like even if you're listening to the podcast right now and you like somebody reaches out and sends me a message like just come hang out like this is how i look at it it's like just come through enjoy the space like not many people get to see downtown from, it's a like, cool view you have especially being on the corner on the of the corner, building it's pretty awesome sick you gotta get a record player up here what i really want to do is i want to turn this office specifically into like no new electronics besides like obviously my computer but i want to like have old twins games playing like or just twins games in general yeah. this summer like playing on a radio like an old radio like old-timey radio yeah so when you walk into the like the office it's just what the crack of that back you know like something just that's how i envision it the vibes are set that's yeah that's awesome kind of dark like this space even itself uh, it's very blue in here mm-hmm. and so I'm, I'm working on a whole um i'm working on a different vibe going on but i love baseball and sports in general so like as you, like i got shade or uh the cubs stadium right here and so like Still waiting for a spot for it to go up, but I just want people to walk in and be like, "Is a blast from the past when they walk into my office." And be like, cool. "Is this guy like seventy or is he <laughs> is he twenty seven? Like, who is this guy?" This guy is mentally in a nursing is, home. Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, he shoots very well, but this guy is crazy. That's what I. That's what I'm going for. So I'm I'm really trying to bring that to my um, own personal brand. Is like a crazy seventy year old who's like still like writing down box scores like from the newspaper <laughs> yeah you your special notebook with keeping the scores yes, in it's it. like kind of <laughs> dusty i always like kind of make it dusty and i yeah. got a newspaper in here that's what i'm going for okay so maybe in a couple months you'll come back in here and be like he made it happen what was this building or like this space before because it's always been sawadi and now it's Arroy yes. below yep what I'm, was this i'm gonna be honest i have no clue was this blue here when you... This was blue. Okay. Everything in the office was blue. I redid... I really didn't touch anything. I just painted. Okay. So me and my good buddy, we um, we spent hours in here just painting and painting and painting. And funny story. It was kind of a dumb story because I should have known better. But being 26, not having like opened my first like brick and mortar like type of shop for my photography, I was just like going. Just do everything. Just get it done. Like let's try to, try to do it by myself. We spent probably three no we probably spent a month a good month in here just painting everything white and i remember i'll never forget the moment i walked into the restaurant because i went down to go grab uh, lunch and my mother was like are you guys aren't done painting yet and i was like oh like these walls are just like sucking up the paint oh no like they're just like sucking up the paint right and she's like well didn't you didn't you get primer (laughs) and i was like "Mm -mm." ah no, I'm pretty sure like I got white paint. Like that was what I was like. No, it's white paint. I was like, it was just it was said paint and primer. So I was like, that's got to be the way. She's like, no, if you would have put primer down, like she's like, the, what killed me the most was the part of the story that killed me the most. She was like, well, if you would have just asked, well, we would have told you that you needed primer. And I was like, dog, you let me spend almost four or five hundred, six hundred dollars on paint, and nobody nobody thought to say like hey, maybe you should look into like some primer, like a thick white primer, maybe. 
Did the people at the paint store say, do you need a primer to go with I'll this? I'll be honest. I went right into Home Depot and I was just like. Okay, there's your first mistake. Give me the big five gallon. Always buy the paint from a small town hardware store. Really? They'll take I should care have of you. asked. You'll I, probably pay a little bit more. Abby, this is the problem. I was just trying to just, I was mm-hmm. just going. It's it's the bullheaded millennial in both of us. Yes. It takes over sometimes. Oh, it's horribly. It, this one cost me a little bit more than I, what I wanted it to cost me, but I, I got it to work out. I'm sure the new paint smell lasted a very long time. It was it was pretty dramatic in here. I was opening <laughs> the windows. I was like, this is brutal. We had our fair share of interesting moments in here. But so. that makes it fun. It gives character to the space. You guys have fond memories already before you're even for sure. open for the public. And Those moments are special. Yeah, and I, I would never look back and be like, oh, obviously there's things I'd be like, oh, I should have done that different, but the time that it took for me to get ready and, and just kind of like learn those things and that's what I'll tell like a lot of young entrepreneurs is like, just do your best to not ask a lot of questions unless it's like a major, major thing where you're like, this has to be right. Do it on your own. Like try to learn from yourself and how you work. And I learned a lot about myself of like deadlines and what it took to like go into a Home Depot and be like, I don't normally ask for help, but now I don't know where anything is. Like there's just a lot of things that kind of skyrocketed my maturity trying to to build this place and get it ready. That's what I'll tell a lot of young entrepreneurs. Just do it. Don't be afraid to make those mistakes. Just go and do it. Unless they're big financial ones, then maybe ask. Yeah, or have some sort of backup safety net. Exactly. That's probably for, a good idea too. For me, it was like, I looked at it as like, it's just paint. Like mm-hmm. if I spend a lot of money on paint, I'm probably going to use it again. So yeah. I'll keep it good. Everything's good. So there weren't a lot of things that I was like, okay, shoot, we're taking down walls and we're doing this. And if I do this, then we're really going to have an issue if this goes wrong. So right. I kept it very simple and I was like, we're just going to learn little things as we go. We're not so. knocking down load bearing walls on accident. <laughs> Abby, believe it or not, this city boy from Arizona does not do well with like tools in his hands. Like, I'm really good with um, a camera mm-hmm. in my hand, but you put, like, a drill. I'm like, no. <laughs> what, what are this? <laughs> yeah, what, that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> like, at one point, we, um, I had a really good um, friend, my old boss. He came to hang up, like, the back wall backdrop. And all I could do was, like, I was just, like, standing there. I was like, dude, I'm sorry, but I'm, like, helpless in this moment. As he's, like, drilling through walls, I'm, like, just standing there. I was like, what do you want me to do? Because I have nothing to do for you. I was like, it's unfortunate, but... Yeah, we just weren't, like, we were so active in sports and, like, growing up where I'm sure, like, for you, you were probably used to, like, being around different things mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. I would write, probably. I, growing up in Long Prairie, there wasn't much to do. If you Like, I did sports, but yep. that only kept me busy certain seasons. Yeah. The rest of the time, it was get outside, help your dad in some way. Yes. He's rebuilding cars. I'm helping him with that. Yep. It Fall is all hunting. Yeah. Like, in the summer, I mowed lawns starting at age like 11 because I learned I didn't want to babysit. Wow. And that was my only other option. Okay. I like that. <laughs> so like I was very much a just go out and do something. And my dad's saying was always, if you're not helping, you're hurting. So go do something. Damn. Yeah. See that we were raised just a little different. Yeah. Like we didn't, you just weren't around. Like it's hard to explain because if you like growing up in Minnesota, I feel it was probably like a lot different compared to like my childhood versus your childhood. Right. And like if, if you're you working on Phoenix, cars, yeah, if you're working on cars, like, I hardly ever saw somebody working on a car in a garage. Like, you just didn't. But now I come back here and I'm like, oh, everybody at 9 o'clock at night has got their, like, light garage on working on something. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a di- we didn't grow up in that world. So there's a lot of things that I'm like, I don't know if I have the utmost trust in myself to, like, do this properly. It's hard to explain. But I guess if you were from that 
like if you saw my world, you're just going to be like, oh, yeah, it makes sense why you can't hold a power drill. There's just some people that are like that. And that's fine because you take amazing pictures. That's The guys <laughs> with the drill probably can't take good pictures. That's actually. why I'm hiring them. I can confirm that. My brother-in-law builds houses for a living. Love Matthew to death. I never ask him to take photos. Not artistic, like, that is, Even my sister, who is married to the man, <laughs> will call me and say, hi, I need you to take some pictures. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So that's kind of how I look at it. It's like everybody's got their own little skill set. But exactly. It's definitely, I think, it, depending on like even hunting, like I couldn't even imagine going hunting and then have to like gut a deer. Mm-hmm. That's just like a different world for me. Yeah. I just don't even think I'd be able to handle that. Yeah. And it's, it's we weren't raised around it. So it's a totally different world for everyone. And like, honestly, the population of people who do go out and go hunting and do all the outdoors stuff, it's kind of dwindling because more people are living in the cities. That's true. But that's fine. Like everyone's got their own interests. Yeah. And that's cool. That's, that's what makes us point. all fun and different and have fun stories to share. I do admire like for you being able to go hunt and fish. Like I admire that so much, though, because I would love to be able to go out there. I just. I don't know what it is. I'm just like, nah. I'm not. It's, not it's not for, for everyone. It's not for me. But like, I'm like a big, um, I'm a big Yellowstone fan. Oh gosh. And so I'm like, <laughs> oh, for sure. When everything like gets right, the studio builds itself. Dolzies builds itself. I'm going right to Montana. I'm gonna go live I'm in gonna the go, mountains. I'm gonna go be rip. Like that's who I'm gonna be. And then I realized like I can't even hold a power drill. And I'm just like, this is not. It's like you need to reframe like this idea that you're building in your head i was like you're not rip so we're gonna need to teach you to use a dewalt cordless drill before we send you to a ranch in montana <laughs> i need to get a little bit more minnesotan yeah. that's what i need to do around here like we'll see though i it's a it's a big goal of mine to ride some horses out there and then uh have like a little ranch like a little hobby farm the beauty of that is you could go for two weeks on a vacation somewhere and do that and not have any of the financial responsibility that's a really good idea just get an airbnb out there and be yep. like Maybe I'll bring my chaps with me and be like, okay, I got them, but I might not use them, but they're here with me and I feel country. It's all about looking the part. I'm a firm believer in that. It is. Like, I don't ride horses, but I love going to rodeos because I love fringe. Ooh, yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. I am fringe head to toe at a rodeo. I look like I can ride a horse, <laughs> but I cannot. I think why I have so many visions in my head is, one, being a photographer, like, I'm always constantly, like, thinking of stuff like that, of, like, oh, that's my next inspiration for, like, something. And I always look at life as kind of like a film of like how it, how can I create like my own film and own like movie. And so that's like my movie is like me being in Montana, being like a successful artist and then just like moves out there like super Hallmark, you know? Yeah. And then I meet like, it's just like, yeah, that's how I look at it. But I don't think I'll ever have a ranch. You go out there. there, you fall in love with the girl who teaches you how to use a power drill. <laughs> <laughs> What a story that would be. Should we direct that? Yes. Yo. Call Hallmark right now. You would probably know what it would look like to use a drill, though. So that's why I would need you there. It it's would, a group project. The whole movie would be like, everybody would be like, this not correct. Like, this guy has no clue how to direct a film. But like honestly, that. if you're going for the Hallmark Network, no one cares. Who's going to fact point. check you? Who doesn't love a good, cheesy Hallmark movie? Mm-hmm. Everybody watches be like, that doesn't make sense. But And with the success of Yellowstone right now, they really should be capitalizing on this. I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't know about me is like, I could watch sports 24-7. Do you have specific sports that you're really into or do you have like just any sports throw I on love, ESPN? I love Sundays. Sundays are like my favorite for football. Like, okay, football yeah, Sundays. Yeah, sun, Sundays are just, nothing beats that. Baseball, if the Twins are playing well, 
but then I'll really be into them and be watching. If they're like 20 games behind, it's just like, this is, I'm What's not going to watch a four hour baseball game for you guys to lose. In the winter though, I love the wild and the wolves because they play opposite days. Okay. So it like fills up when I get fills done. Up your whole just week. like, oh, Monday, thank <laughs> God I have something to watch. Like I know the Timberwolves are on. And then Tuesday, I'm like, oh, it's even better because I know the wild are on. Mm-hmm. So, but I, yeah, even like basketball right now is, you know, March Madness coming up. It's just like, it's my world right now. So just all sports. Oh, I love it. How, how do you feel about watching golf? Oh, I love golf. I do too. That's, I could, that's my big thing. I was working out to golf yesterday. No shame in that. Yeah, I was like, well, and it was kind of upsetting because I don't like Scotty Scheffler. You don't like Scheffler? Yeah, I can. He, in his post-round interview yesterday, he was talking about going home and having dinner with his grandma. How can you not love him? Well, that's, see, the, we probably have a different opinion about golf though. Oh yeah, I like it for the plot line. Well, see, I <laughs> I always said if they found... If they found a golfer that was like tatted and like like a like a hard nose, just like like Conor McGregor of like golf, <laughs> the PGA would be so unbelievable. They make so much money on a guy like that. They need a wild card. They need some sass. Like that's why John Daly was so big. Yeah, and that's why like the I plot of Happy Gilmore. I appreciate I appreciate Scotty Scheffler. I just like if I'm gonna watch golf, I need some some pizzazz or yeah. like attitude to it. I don't want a, just a guy that's gonna be like. All right, well, I hear and I won and I'm going to go home. Now I'm going to go to grandma's house. Yeah, that's, I need but some. But see, like, my heart goes, oh. Are you a Liv fan? I haven't got into it. I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. It's hard to, it's hard to watch because you can't even, like, watch them. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's a pr- problem because I, you like golf, mm-hmm. too. You, I've seen your swing. You need a little work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've been struggling the past two years. I had an injury. No, We're dealing okay. with it. No, it's okay. Use <laughs> use whatever you got to use to to make yourself feel better. That's what I'll say. I've seen the swing. It's We need to get you out there. Golf has been my main sport my whole life. Just like out, just and like drop some balls and go like yeah, just going out and playing field. around. I don't even care if I do well. It's just like I just like being outside and getting yeah. fresh air. And I played in high school, and I was always like the lowest ranked person on our team <laughs> because I wouldn't take it seriously. Yes, I just wanted to be out there golfing. You just want to have fun. I don't care how well I'm going to do. I'm not going to state for sure. I, just, I just, just want to miss class and eat some snacks with these strangers. That's why you play golf. Yeah, is the soda and the candy mm-hmm. and chips on the golf course. That's like my weakness. I don't get to play as much anymore, though, now that like with my schedule just being so different, it's like hard to find like four hours to be like, okay, I'm going to sneak in around. So Wednesday nights, I play with my dad in the league and that's like my night to play. And then other than that, it's like a wild card. The last two years, I haven't even been able to like play that much. It's just like the most upsetting thing. Because all of a sudden I'll be on a photo shoot at like Saturday morning. You're Mm. like, oh, to be out on a golf course right now. Yeah, like so sun's nice. coming up, mist is oh, burning off. You know how that is. There's not n- a breeze. There is nothing like like a, a early morning. Can you hear the morning o'clock. doves? Oh, fog like yeah. fog rising. Like one thing I love is territory. My dad was out of territory as the GM when I was super young. I shouldn't say super young. Probably like middle school, and that's how like I grew up playing golf. Like that was like being out there at seven in the morning, tee off get your round in before all the golfers came mm-hmm. and then you went up to the restaurant Coyote Moon and like had to like lunch. That was like my day for like two summers That's every so day. so cool. So like I built that like that idea in my head that golf should just be played at seven in the morning with the fog. Mm-hmm. Nobody on the golf course. Especially territory oh. with all like the lowlands and it's just a beautiful course to begin with. It is. And then to see it at sunrise. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Stunning. I don't know how many golf fans you have that listen to you, but if you guys play golf, or you're going to take out your husband or girlfriend for like even just a day trip, just go play golf at territory. Such a good feel. 
Chad, you're welcome for the free plug. Well, yeah, Chad. Well, <laughs> dang it. I'm going to invoice him now for this. That's what I'm going to do. If you don't, I will. You better invoice him. <laughs> then I don't have to look like the bad guy for giving him free publicity. It's a very welcoming place. Like you just, it's got a great vibe right when you walk in the door and it's in such a cool location. I'm a big fan of the downtown area and I'm happy to see some life being brought back into these buildings because you do see a lot of signs like for lease, for rent, for sale. We need some younger, we need the younger generation to start buying in a Mm -hmm. little more. And, and this is, it's so, it's kind of cocky for me to like say, but I, I hope I can be like that pinnacle of, or like that pre- like downtown popping off kind of like guy where it's like oh connor was down there first and now like everybody else is like deciding to come down yeah that's kind of domino how I, to fall yeah that's kind of how i want it to be is like get other people in here and, and I, I look at businesses like i want everybody to succeed and and this town when i look out like i'll sit here in my office and i look out and it's like this place could be Stillwater 2.0 mm-hmm. just like that you know and it's like if we just had a couple things in the government that we could get, you know, some help with and take a different approach to downtown St. Cloud. I think, I think we'd be rolling. It's definitely got potential and oh. it's just such a cool area. And I just, it is. I want to see life brought back into it. it. It needs life. We need murals. We need something. Yeah. Like we just, we need something to get like the younger generation excited to like come down here and parking. Don't give me, there's a few things like parking that don't get me started on, but it, it just, I've always wanted people to like come down here and especially being at the restaurant. Like I've always wanted to take over this whole block. Like I just want to take over this whole block of Connor Doles and Dolsies and just like everybody come down here and we'll have everything for you. An emporium, a gift shop, like do yeah. everything, you know, like that's how hyped I am about downtown St. Cloud. It's just, I need, we need more people to like, get excited about it too yeah because there are so many great little small little lake towns that are awesome about building up their downtown areas we just need to take notes from them for sure and do those fun things have a fun little candy shop yes personally i'd like to see a drag bar put in probably not going to happen but that's what i want yeah but that's i think that's i could go on for hours about how we can you know get younger and more potential you know built up in here but i think we just need a little bit different approach from especially business, like um, building owners, mm-hmm. a different approach to get people in here and, and be able to bring in the younger crowd that can't quite afford to be here right yet, like right now, but eventually get there, you know? So there's definitely some things we got to do to to get that up, but I have hope for it. I just don't want to be like 70 and then I'm out of my youth to be able to enjoy it. It'd be awesome to, for it to pop off whenever, but like I want to be you know, yeah. 30 and it's popping off. Young and vibrant. That's what I want. I want like, I want like a, I really want like a steakhouse down here. Ooh, yeah, that'd like, be cool. Yes. Like something really like fine dining. Yeah. I don't I know mean, if the, I don't know if the market's addition. here, but we'll see. And just like, I, prime example. So we used to come downtown quite a bit when I first started working at the radio station seven years ago because yep. it was still pretty popping with like brothers and the press yes. and like, all the bars and then we came out Halloween this year because my friend was up from the cities and she's like what's this downtown you're always telling stories about we came downtown and the only place open on Halloween was the red carpet it was like Keller bar yes and I'm like I'm kind of embarrassed yeah it's it used to be so fun like all of Fifth Ave you just see people in costumes yes 
Yeah, it's and I miss that. It's it's slacking a little bit, and I give a lot of people credit that are still trying to be down here. Mm-hmm. Like it's very tough to be down here, especially with parking and getting people down here. Yeah, I think downtown has this connotation, like this weird connotation of like it's dangerous and it's like this. It's just I don't know what the feeling is to get people down here, but when I walk down here, I feel super safe. I don't feel like an issue. And I, but I think this is definitely where I grew up in a different lifestyle being like, this is nothing, you know, like when you have like, see if there's homeless people down here, I don't like, I'm like, Ooh, I can't walk over there. Like, I'm not like that. No. So I'm tr- like trying to get people down here and being like, this is a different, it's not what you actually think is down here. And so I think just St. Cloud in general gets a bad rap. It just needs a rebrand. A rebrand. And you and I are going to lead the charge on that rebrand. Yeah, let's. can we secure the handle now? At St. Cloud Rebrand. <laughs> okay, there it is. It's just me and you just being like, hey, we... Just doing our best. We didn't do anything today, but we tried our best to get pe- more people in here. Yeah. So, and and I think downtown, Like I've seen some councils and, and definitely people like trying to build it. But hopefully with the studio and getting more people you know, down here. And, and even the people that come into the studio and they're like, where would you go to get food? I'm like... Well, one, I'm going to tell you. To a little to, biased on one. One, end. I'm going to tell you to go to Dolzies, but two, Arroyo's right down, and they do such a great job mm-hmm. too. So it's like there's plenty of great businesses. It's just like we just need them to get down here. We just got to get them here, and then fill their bellies and make sure they go shop and like do their thing. Field of dreams. That's if you build it, they'll come. That's what I'm trying to do. Is just like build it so more people can enjoy it, like I do. Well, I got full faith in you. Well, and I'll help generate ideas. I don't know if my mother does, but <laughs> I think I know my dad. I was always on my side, but my mother has always been like she's very tough on me. Not tough in general, but she's like, just don't. What are you doing now, Connor? So, I think I have a couple people on my side. So we'll see. And now you're one of them. Yep. Count me in. You're one of them. So I'm just going to hit you up all the time with all my business ideas. Perfect. I like where we're at. We're, this is a new friendship, business friendship that we're just going to grow from here. I think so too. Do you believe that? Yeah. I'm a firm believer that the more Things connections you have, for a reason. the better it's going to be. That's how it is. Like-minded individuals do good things yes. for everyone. Yes. That's how I look at it. So now I'm pumped. I'm ready to get this rolling. Cool. All of our ideas, we're just going to be... St. Cloud rebranded. It needs, Look for us on it Instagram. Needs, it needs a little rebranding, <laughs> but we'll see. Oh, well, this is a good place to wrap it up. Tell everyone where they can find you online. You can find me everywhere because everybody's talking about me. Everybody, I'm just everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. That was horrible. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Connor Doles. Um, Facebook, Connor Doles Photography. Um, the studio is Studio 800. Everywhere else you can... Just type in Connor Dolls on Google. You'll probably find me somewhere. And it's mostly for Dolsey stuff, but that's fine too. So if you guys are in downtown for lunch, come stop by at Dolsey's. You'll see me down there and be like, hey, I heard you on Abby's podcast. That would mean the world to me. And they've also probably heard it from Dick Nelson too. Central oh, Minnesota sweetheart. But you know, that's true. beside the point. <laughs> Dick is an icon. So he is. I'm, I'm trying to get on his level. So eventually I'll get there. Legends only at Dolsey's. <laughs> stop stop now i'm gonna steal all your ideas i'm gonna have a legends wall and dick's gonna be the first one Mm -hmm. on yes we need like a full like eight and a half by 11 headshot of just him of just him maybe it's just a shrine of dick nelson just on the wall let me know what you need i got old 98 one gear we'll pin it up i like where your head's at this that's a great idea well thank you for having me it was so awesome to chat with you yeah thanks hopefully for doing I did this. well hopefully everybody likes me you did great if not i will find all of them and write them a message personally give connor five stars help his ego <laughs> please help my ego
Thanks for listening to the Small Town Tourist Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Minky Graves. Our theme song is That's My Hometown by Aaron Simmons. You can find him online, aaronsimmonsmusic.com, and wherever you stream music. Be sure to check out the blog, thesmalltowntourist.com, and follow on Instagram, at thesmalltowntourist.